Hi folks, my name is Anu. Welcome back to another episode of Sorry I Only Read Romcoms where we talk about romance and all the ways it shows up in our lives, especially in books. Uh so how are you? I I am currently tired, exhausted, over it, glad the weekend is here, need to sleep, definitely need to sleep. Um yeah this week was very interesting i got hit with like some unexpected news that i looking knew was coming but still hoped would go the opposite direction but it's 2021 and i think i've learned to chest pain and just get back to work i think <clears throat> 2020 has definitely shaped how i take disappointments um these days everybody i feel is just on a line taking their slices of pain some are unfortunately larger than others um on one hand it sucks that everyone is just generally going through it i mean you just need to be on twitter for five minutes to just know that you're not alone everybody has their own care to carry on the other hand it makes it harder to grieve your own small pain right small in quotes because at the end of the day pain is relative um there's this thing my mom says uh if i cried after like a spanking or whatever because listen i don't know how to just be <laughs> she'll say if you don't shut up i'll give you something to really cry about and in that vein i feel like if i grieve too much about something well again relatively small or a disappointment or whatever i just feel like god would be would say um I'll give you something to really cry about. So my first instinct is to chest it and say thank you for my small portion. I'm not complaining. I will try again. You know, like you pay me shall but thanks anyway. That's it. Um what do you think about this perspective? Is it like toxic positivity? Do you feel similarly? Um how has 2020 shaped the way you process pain? Let me know let me know let me know anyways the weekend finally um and i'm self-soothing i'm self-caring i got a facial i'm craving a piercing yes i think piercings are like self-care too <laughs> i haven't decided yet um but i hope your week was better than mine and i just hope that next week is better altogether amen <laughs> Anywho, uh, I decided to talk about something that I think no, every rom-com can, can't do without, rather. And it's a trope. Um, we see it in every plot, in different forms. We can't go without our tropes. Um, and they're tropes for a reason. They're like comfort food. They're blankies. It's that good old faithful grammar recipe that won't fail you if you tweak it right. Do you get what I mean? And, you know, for the most part, we have a love-hate relationship with them, usually because there's a thin line between being a cliche and being a trope. For those that don't know, um, a trope is a, is a kind of recognizable plot element that isn't inherently good or bad. It just is. It's just like something that you recognize that you may have seen in more than one book, so you know that a pattern is going to be established here. It's not up to the author to create a beautiful story from that familiar pattern anyway 
In today's episode, we'll be talking about different tropes in rom-coms and some of the books you can find them in. Let's dive in. <laughs> the first one is the love triangle trope. And here we have two people vying for the attention or affection of the main character. Um, when this is done well, the love triangle uh, the love triangle like acknowledges the complexities of choosing a partner because we would see it each interest pull at the side of the main character like at the interest at the personalities the different angles of this um love interest will come to play for example if Anne is a therapist in the, in the advocacy that also happens to love the arts um the love triangle here could be one person that would talk about the ills of the society will go to protests together you know rant on twitter do all of that stuff and then the other person would be the oh i'll send you a dm um with new artists that i've seen that you would like go to exhibitions together talk about some you know painting method or whatever you you get what i mean and through these two people we get to see what anu looks like in the art space what anu looks like in the advocacy space so it's like these love interests are accentuating or what's the word now (laughs) i'm tired magnifying the love interest the main character yes um when it's done well i think um you get to see this complication happen really well you know that choices aren't made easily you know that life is complex you know that you can make a choice and still grieve the consequences of that choice you know that things aren't black and white you know that you might want to grieve the loss of one person without necessarily wanting to change your mind when it's terrible it's either comical or didactic or even downright insulting comical in the sense that the author can give a pink character really well written really well fleshed out and then give a clown and then say that oh this is a love triangle but the love triangle is not really a love triangle there because it's watery because who on earth would date a clown right when it's didactic it becomes a good versus bad situation in this case it can be remedied because um it now becomes like what is really good what is really bad you know when he when he turns when he takes a philosophical turn or whatever but it now knows dives if the author deliberately moralizes the situation right it's not bad it's just boring because you just want to date this person because this person is good awesome but like why as well do you get especially knowing that life is just generally immoral things are just generally immoral like so it's always just boring when people just go oh yeah this person is just like a goody two shoes hence he's a love of your life i mean i'm happy for you but i also feel sleepy right and finally it's insulting when one character is really good and solid and the other character is just badly written like one character is overly considerate the other character is rude you the reader would know that unless the character is deliberately trying to punish themselves or if there's some esteem issues going on 
surely they will go for the decent one so when it's this cut and dry i'm just like why did you write this book when at page 100 i know who she will go for and more importantly why do we have 300 pages to go are you kidding me <laughs> so like i said earlier you know a love, a love triangle is done well when there's an actual split among the readers, when there's a debate like team this versus team that, you know, when not everybody agrees on a choice, you know, a book with a decent love trope is, love triangle trope rather, is Two to Tango by Melissa Braden, Bridgerton between the Duke and the Prince. I feel she should have gone for the Prince, FYI. And then Vampire's Diaries, you know, Stefan, Damon, and elena i think is the annoying girl's name yeah weird combination but lj smith did that with the trope there yeah she did a really good job the next one is the fake dating trope where we have two characters um fake a relationship to get something in return it could be like a condition for an inheritance it could be to control a narrative with the press it could be one hot date that spills into a conversation it could be anything fake dating tropes can be fun except that the plots are centered around like some 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 form of unfairness and i hate it like even when the plot is so well developed even if i like the story and the romance that is blooming somewhere at the back of my mind i'm thinking fuck these people for making these characters go through distress like fuck your dead relatives for putting that clause of you getting married before you inherit stuff fuck the press for making you perform for their camera clicks fuck your fans for expecting that a movie must spill into a real life relationship fuck your high school classmates that would judge you if you show up alone and unmarried like just fuck all of them why are you stressing like i just hate it i said anytime i read it i'm just like fuck all these people for stressing you but i'm glad y'all found love though good that's amazing i'm happy you're happy outside of this i think the only thing that will make me give this trope side eye is if the romance isn't well developed behind the scenes like i don't want to see suddenly she realized that she was in love with her and i'm like when where how because all that you showed us was the um performance that they did with the press we didn't see anything behind the scenes but when they also like successfully creates that beautiful contrast between what the public sees and what the reader has access to behind the scenes i love it i love it i let us believe it to the point that we would know the characters know that they like each other even before the characters know i think i just like said that twice i'm tired forgive me <laughs> anyway um some rom-coms that did a decent job with this damage control by jay and take a hint danny brown I actually just got take a hint and i've heard really stunning reviews about it and i can't wait to read it but yeah those two stella and finally we have the babala trope the <laughs> anyway <laughs> it's the knight in shining armor trope and this is what all disney classics are made of this is the patriarchy's favorite vehicle this is the storyline of every 90s rom-com this is the fantasies of this is the fantasy of feminists with savior complex and also some of your favorite empaths you know it's just like it can be the overt form of your car breaking down and then the love interest coming to fix your tire or your engine or you fainting and someone giving you cpr or putting your fire out or something 
it could be a long drawn one where you're experiencing a traumatic situation and then this person becomes your listening ear your soundboard where in this case like consistency trumps intensity because it happens over time my problem with the knight in shining armor trope is how it carries the weight of most toxic stories like from the hero syndrome to learned helplessness to assumed weakness so a host of many many things it's just it just does the most it's like trust this person to rescue themselves and trust yourself to be fine when they rescue themselves right because usually at the end at um, underneath a lot of knights in shining armor syndrome it's like people that believe their worth isn't existent or isn't good enough until they do something for someone else so it's like they're trying to buy their way into someone's love or someone's friendship or whatever but of course it's not written like that in novels so we just like assume that oh everybody wants to be saved or should be saved or we should save somebody when it's really not our job just save yourself that's it right i love it when um this trope is turned on its head though like what happens when the savior needs help how does she negotiate that what does being rescued um what does being rescued say about your vulnerability quotient about your ability to surrender do you get yeah let's 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 stretch it a bit or let's just like create a flip somewhere i don't know it's not a terrible trope it's always very romantic when it's beautifully done it's just it just can be very unhealthy as well um my favorite knight in shining armor trope is breakthrough by chris bryant it had all the classic elements of the knight in shining armor trope but it was written so beautifully it was written so beautifully the main character was rescued like fifty thousand times but I loved it. I don't know. I just loved it. So check it out and let me know what you think. Anyway, that's it. Um, let me know what some of your favorite tropes are. Um, share them with me. You can also share the books that you read them in. Let me read them as well. And maybe judge you if I don't like it. Or give you a hug if I do. You can send me a DM at sorry, I only read rom coms, or follow me everywhere on social media at hello anu. That is hello a a n u. Talk to you in the next episode. Bye.